What do you call music that flows freely across the borders separating pop, rock, jazz, and classical? At the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra, we call it Liquid Music. And this podcast, Liquid Music Playlist, is the place where you can tap into it. I'm Steve Seal from Classical Minnesota Public Radio. In these podcasts, we talk with some of the most adventurous and genre-defying composers, musicians, and performers in new music today. Each conversation has two parts. First, we find out a little bit about our guest and their music and career. And then, in the spirit of discovery that defines liquid music, our guest recommends music by another artist that you might want to check out. It's all part of the flow of liquid music, where the exploration of new ideas and the celebration of new sounds never stops. Support for Liquid Music Playlist comes from McNally Smith College of Music, a contemporary music program that provides an education focused on artistry, technology, and entrepreneurship. Check them out, mcnallysmith.edu. My guest this time is a violinist and violist. She is considered one of the preeminent interpreters of new music today, Miranda Cookson. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, great to be here. We've been listening a bit to Miranda here performing a piece by Dai Fujikura called Prism Spectra. There are a lot of things going on in this piece electronically. Some of it is uh, samples that are being triggered at certain points in the piece. There are also live elements that are responding to what I'm playing in real time. Miranda, your range of repertoire is extremely broad. You've played everything from brand new commissions a lot of them, we should say, to violin partitas of Bach. How does being uh, equally conversant in things like Bach and then a, a brand new piece that calls from electronics, how do these things inform one another in your bringing music to life for the audience? I love to always be looking backwards and forwards and, and putting things in context. So thinking about how composers create music and use all those elements, whether it's harmony or form or sound color, and thinking about how Bach was handling those things as opposed to, say, Dai Fujikura. Mm-hmm. It's completely different, and things are all mixed around like a big puzzle, you know. Mm-hmm. And thinking about those differences and also finding similarities between certain composers across the centuries or decades is really fascinating to me. And um, in terms of playing, I find that when you're experimenting with sounds a lot uh, and with your instrument trying to expand the palette of what you can do, then when you go back to older music, your imagination has just been stimulated by all all of this lively contrast and ideas you've come up with. It, uh, yeah, just gets your ideas flowing. You know, there, there are a number of different tracks that a performing classical musician can take. There is the kind of standard repertoire, 18th, 19th century chestnuts track, and another is uh, far more adventurous and far more 
risky, I would think. Um, were there particular experiences or events or circumstances you can point to that led you on the path of being a more experimentally oriented artist? Well, when I was uh, first really getting into contemporary music, one of the composers I got into exploring a lot was Elliot Carter. So I learned his great duo for a violin and piano. And of course, that's a particular style of contemporary music, but he was doing so much in terms of pushing the way we feel speeds, you know, tempi and rhythms and layering of things, and then having all of this incredible density. And, and it was a galvanizing experience in some way for you. you yes, definitely. Yeah. I guess I was rather obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Since then, there have been a lot of a lot of different areas of new music that I've explored. Um, certain European composers who uh, write in microtonal language, mm. which has also been a real interest of mine. Microtonality means if you're playing on the piano, if you go from a, a white key to a black key, and then <laughs> on each of those is a is a half step. Right. We tend to think of those as the smallest interval, but uh, one actually can divide that into all kinds of much smaller uh, increments. One composer I haven't mentioned yet, Yanis uh, Zanakis, uh, utilizes these harmonies and these layers of pitches that create these incredible tensions between them, and you get all kinds of beatings of frequencies and it's incredibly visceral and you kind of feel your head or your whole body kind of throbbing. <laughs> <laughs> So that's another thing I got obsessed with. <laughs> but I do like um, investigating a lot of different aesthetics and taking the approach of putting myself in the shoes of another person and another artist, sort of as an actor would, you know, to try to understand and imagine what they're trying to communicate. And as such, you've focused your energies on being an interpreter rather than, than writing. Yes. You're listening to Liquid Music Playlist. I'm Steve Seal. My guest is Miranda Cookson, violinist, violist. Miranda, it's time for us to chat about the artist that you wanted to share with us today, and I'm so excited about your choice. I can barely wait to get to it, so, uh, so uh, tell, tell us about it. Vijay Iyer is a jazz pianist, composer, who has also been writing some what are basically considered classical 
works, collaborating with classical artists. He collaborates with a lot of different artists. Let's listen to a little bit of one of Vijay's pieces that you actually played on uh, as part of a string quartet that was assembled for the project. This is a multi-movement work. It's called Mutations. That's the name of the album as well. How much of this piece is written and how much is improvised? Vijay, when he was writing this piece, he was conscious of the fact that he was working with classical musicians. So he wasn't asking the musicians to just improvise. Generally, we play notated music. So there are certain sections where Vijay improvises. And there are also sections where he provided what he called a gesture palette, which are musical snippets, ideas. But he did provide a starting point. And then there was one section in the piece where we, he also told us just to use anything from the entire 10 movement piece to play around with. He's tremendously accomplished. His resume is just bananas. I mean, he started by playing violin as a child. He studied math and physics uh, at Yale. Then he got into like this whacked out study of cognition of music. He studied computer music. Um, simultaneous to all this, he was becoming this, this highly praised jazz pianist. He's gotten album of the year awards from Downbeat. In addition to the fact that he's done all these particular things and he, he's tried all these different things, what, what actually makes him to you special and what, he, what the end result is and what he, what he writes and what he plays? He finds some remarkable ways of layering different ideas and things that come from very diverse sources. And he draws on his own background as Indian American artist um, using elements from traditional Indian music, which is quite complex. So he's using rhythms that are in meters that are not so easy mm -hmm. <laughs> to count, you know, and then layering this with other rhythmic ideas in ways that on the one hand feel rather off kilter and constantly sort of surprising, and yet they still feel groovy, which is kind of a feat to, <laughs> to, agree, to accomplish that. So speaking of surprising and groovy, I'm going to pivot into something completely different here. This is something that's on a, a different album of Vijay's, and it's where he takes a, uh, a song by the Sri Lankan rapper M.I.A., 
which first, by the way, maybe we should listen to just a little sampling up here so you get what his starting point is. So if you're asking yourself, uh, what exactly do you do with that as a jazz artist, listen to what it is that he does, which is pretty amazing. something in this piece that uh, I never would have heard because there's there's uh, you know at first blush it seems like there's so little going on with it but he absolutely completely captures the essence of the piece in there but it's really really wonderful so he's a great pick yeah so there's a, there's a lot of little nudges and directions you're not expecting so I, when you keep coming back to the music and listening you you pick up on different aspects of it each time and uh, so it's constantly interesting. Thank you so much for introducing us to the, oh. uh, the music of Vijay Iyer. Great pleasure. My guest has been Miranda Cookson, violinist, violist. Her latest CD is called Melting the Darkness with performances of music by Zanakis, Georg Friedrich Haas, and other composers. It's on the Urlicht label, and her next project, will be on the ECM label. Miranda Cookson, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. This episode of Liquid Music Playlist was brought to you by our friends at McNally Smith College of Music. Based in downtown St. Paul, the school puts a focus on providing the skills and education needed to prepare their students for a contemporary career in music. More at mcnallysmith.edu. Liquid Music Playlist is a production of the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra. Learn more at liquidmusicseries.org. The creator and producer of the podcast is Don Lee. Kate Nordstrom is Liquid Music Curator. Matt Tucson is Executive Producer of Digital Media. We had help from Charlie Christensen of McNally Smith and Liquid Music interns Patrick Marshke, Lauren McNee, and Carla Brom. Our engineer this time was Steve Henning. I'm Steve Seal. Thanks for listening to Liquid Music Playlist. <laughs>